people, we are all the way up and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday with your boys on The Faction. That's right, and I'm not by myself. I have the father of Jackson and Jordan, the valedictorian and founder with me, GB. What's up, fam? What's good, brother? How are you, man? Man, listen, we are here on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, we have so many thoughts this Wednesday. Yeah. We had a heavy wrestling week, so you know what it is. You know, it's interesting, and I can't wait to talk about all things wrestling. Um, we had kind of a historic moment this past Saturday. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I've really been trying to think, and I don't think I can actually go back to a time, certainly not in modern history, where three major promotions ran a pay-per-view on the same day. You had yeah. NXT UK uh, take over Cardiff and New Japan's first non-co-branded event in London, Royal Quest, literally happening at the same time. And then a couple of hours later, you had All Out from All Elite. A very historic moment, August the 31st. We'll talk more about it as we get into the show. But needless yeah. to say, it made for a lot of wrestling for us over the weekend, which, I mean, geez, I, I'm not exactly complaining about that. Yeah, we, we haven't seen this since the old 80s days of the closed circuit. Last, I believe, 1987 when WCW ran Starcade opposite Survivor Series. Well, so you can been, even go uh, after that, 88, when they ran the first Clash of the Champions up against WrestleMania yes. 4. Um, yes. But even then, it was just two organizations and not three. Two organizations. Yeah, so this is a pretty historic and you figure, moment. Just, just for question's sake, in the 80s, who would have ran a? Th I guess uh, AWA uh, could have possibly or WCCW. Maybe possibly, the Texas guys could have could have done one. Um, and it wouldn't matter. Yeah, you know, it's funny because World Class was still considered a regional promotion, even though, of course, they were on ESPN and they were being pirated in India. Um, so they certainly had a, a large reach. But uh, AWA and NWA and WWE at that time were considered the big three. So if AWA had pulled off a promote, uh, a, an event that day, it would have been something to see. But yeah, Clash of the Champions versus WrestleMania 31 years ago. Strangely enough, we're a couple of weeks away from Clash of Champions, not to be confused with Clash of the Champions, which, believe it or not, it's pretty much the same thing. But yeah, yeah, made for a, a historic moment, like I said. We'll talk about more. maybe they'll bring back super clash <laughs> let's not and say we did <laughs> let's not and say we did. Uh, well, it was a big labor day weekend we actually got a day off like how was that for you dude listen my wife has been working she now works as a sixth grade reading teacher oh, wow. and so she has yeah, brother. So listen, we haven't had a day to each other and we had no events planned for this weekend. So for three days, we slept in late. We ate terrible food. We binge watched TV. We cuddled. We hugged. We laughed. We joked all of those things together. And on yesterday, it all came crashing to an end. Mm. This morning, I found myself eating breakfast alone oh. with myself in food copy on the Today Show. <laughs> That's a far, a far cry from Quinetta, but I get it. 
I get it. Absolutely. Well, what about you, man? What y'all do for Labor Day? Well, let's see. We had a really busy weekend. Um, it was actually my first weekend um, taking Jackson out by myself. Um, oh. So that was uh, – I couldn't believe how nervous I was. I was, like, super nervous because usually it's the three of us or it's him and his mom. And so I was really nervous because uh, I didn't want to mess anything up and, you know, that He, he probably thing. gave you a pep talk. <laughs> right. You know, but he did He did good for the most part. He did really good. Uh, you know, he was tired, which I knew. So I kind of helped him, you know, get to sleep and things like that. And he cried a little bit uh, on the ride back, but overall he was. Where'd fine. you take him to? We ended up going to church, um, which uh, was kind of cool. So that's kind of interesting. I didn't play that day, obviously, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was fun. And then the fun part was, you know, Yanni has gotten this uh, new new uh, stroller, which transforms into a car seat. So it's all in one. Yeah. And um, you know, I felt like a boss going in there with it because they're like do you need a place for it i was like oh no i can you know i could fold it up and you know i wanted to be able to demonstrate it i only had oh, yeah. you know one time to do it and uh yeah it was just it was just a fun a fun moment you, and i really felt you like were the cool dad. i was because people expected to see her so when they didn't everybody was like well we can help if you need it i'm like no i think i got it <laughs> i got it so yeah it was, it was fun. doing church did he get it fussy any he got fussy only because he was tired, and so okay. I ended up having to take him out and just kind of getting him to sleep. And I knew he was hungry, but he didn't want the bottle. So um, yeah, oh, I was like, day. "Wow, yeah." It was. And he did good with the music. Now, did did he have the little headphones on? He did. He did. He did. We we wanted to make sure he's straight with that. He loves music, but you know, I just didn't want him to be overpowered. So yeah. Wow. Well, wait till he figures out that you can play that contraption called an organ. Oh, he's yeah. gonna. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun moment. I can't wait for that. So for some, so, you know, this we say all the time. This show should be video. He made an appearance before we started the show today, guys, and he did. He's ready for a podcast. He's looking at the microphone like, <laughs> okay, if Dad can do it, I can do it. Yeah, he's ready. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty amped and pumped about that. So uh, yeah, before we jump into the show, um, you know, most of you guys know that. Not only are we wrestling fans, but we, we kind of dibble and dabble in a lot of things. And one of those big things would be music. And we had a major music loss uh, that we're all kind of uh, in a weird place about. Uh, as uh, LaShawn Daniels, a.k.a. Big Shiz, uh, passed away unexpectedly uh, at age 41. Um, we're talking about a, a singer, songwriter, producer, Grammy Award winner uh, who is the pen behind some of the biggest names and biggest hits in music. Everyone from Michael Jackson to Lady Gaga, Tony Braxton, Whitney Houston, Destiny's Child, uh, Brandy, you know, that Full Moon album, Mary Mary, like a ton of hits. And uh, so a major, major loss. Uh, quickly, any thoughts? I know this is a wrestling podcast, but you guys can indulge us for a couple of minutes. Any thoughts on uh, Big Shiz? Yeah, uh, man, I, I woke up shocked. I really did. I woke up to your text message, mm -hmm. and I went on social media, and I saw many of our friends on the West Coast writing. Uh, East Coast hadn't quite woken up yet, and uh, I saw them writing about it. And let me just say this. I, I hadn't had the opportunity to meet LaShawn, but I felt like 
uh, LaShawn and April, his wife, were the poster children for marriage inside of the industry. Yeah. Sean was very loud about two things, his faith and his love for April. Absolutely. Uh, he was not shy about mentioning his Lord and Savior, whether mm -hmm. it been on uh, the reality show that he was on for a while where, where many of the much of the world came to know him yeah. uh, or even his social media. He'd just done his first conference. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, I mean, he moved from L.A. to Charlotte, just from my knowledge, just to get a fresh uh, new start of focus and said, man, it's going to really be about ministry and my family. I am still shocked. Uh, you and I are doing this show because we're professionals. Yeah. And yeah, not yeah. because it's easy today. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, man, I, I, I had to tell Quinetta when she woke up, I didn't want her to find out on social media and right. I watched as our house became silently uh not just reverent but silently we were just in our thoughts. Yeah. Here's yeah. a guy who's never stepped foot in my home but had a huge impact. Yeah. We look forward to seeing he and April's uh banter and love affair back and forth. Mm -hmm. So uh though he this may not be specific to wrestling that full moon project is revolutionary oh, to yeah. the industry oh, yeah. and LaShawn's impact is greater than music. Yeah. 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 I, I think the fact that he was able to impact so many in a personal way that he did not know personally is a huge, huge statement. I mean, certainly we're thankful for the power of his music, but I'm even more grateful for his character. I kind of looked at him as one of the good guys in our industry. Yeah. And, um, one of the guys who could uh, light up a room, be kind, be considerate, be consistent. Um, he, he kind of, to me, was the third member of the Dark Child crew. You know, yeah, seriously. you had Rodney, you had Fred, and you had uh, Big Shiz. And so, you know, I know there are a lot of people that were super close to him. This just really kind of wore me out. And so, uh, but like you said, because we are professionals, uh, the show must go on and the show will go on but we wanted to just take a moment to honor Big Shiz uh, for just being him and golly I think most people don't understand the impact of what he's done but when you run through his catalog you'll go wait a minute when you, know, you run through his catalog it's amazing to say the least well when you run through his catalog yeah we'll switch gears and head back into the show because uh, we've got a lot to talk about if you missed our show last week uh, we were gearing up for All Elites AE, uh, AEW All Out and uh, NXT UK Takeover Cardiff. So we gave our permission. Per Excuse me. We gave our predictions. We also gave you some details on the NWA TV situation, which we'll have more about that today. I'm going to tell you about what those ticket prices uh, look like, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, plus, we talked about this. Is social media killing the wrestling business? Go back, check out the latest episode of The Faction, uh, available uh, at BonafideRadio.com or wherever you get your podcast. That means we've got a brand new episode today, and there is indeed a lot to talk about. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Welcome to episode 181 of The Faction right here on Bonafide Radio. We'll definitely pick things up with who is the new champion from NXT UK, NJPW, and maybe even AEW all out we're also going to discuss nxt and vince mcmahon the raw recap bailey did you see it coming and smack down with the king of the ring update but before we do hey maybe i'm still champion watch me shine that's bianca belair's theme song 
You're listening to the Faction on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. I'm on my own against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now.
faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, welcome back to the faction. This is Courtney. That was Bianca Belair's theme song, Watch Me Shine, by CFO, who I don't think they're around anymore. I don't know. I think there's an opening for music around at WWE. Is that true? I, you know, I don't know. I've heard mixed uh, results. I've heard that they weren't there. I've heard that they are. I do know that I some... I haven't done this music in three months. Well, I was going to say there's some other folks doing stuff. Like, for instance, you know, the new theme song for uh, The Fiend is done by Code Orange. And uh, yep. there are a few other bands that are jumping in. So this is interesting stuff to watch. Uh, and it's interesting. Interesting, man. You know, as you look at NXT UK, as you look at AEW... Uh, there's a lot more of a market available for, you know, bands and things like that doing music um, and for that to be available as well. I'd love to hear from from our listeners. What is the ranking of CFO songs? You know, I've seen people rank Jim Johnston songs. Yeah. I would love to hear from our fans. We got a lot of guys out there who listen and really know their CFO music. Yeah. I would love to hear what they think. Mark Graham, I've heard him talk about Mark Graham as a listener, mm-hmm. the CFO stuff. So I would love to hear like the top five. Yeah. You Shinsuke better. I think, well, here's the thing. Shinsuke's remix wasn't done by CFO. The original you know was. So it, th- that's where it gets, right. and, and maybe that's where things have kind of started to to be different. But they've done some incredible theme songs. Finn Balor's theme song. Uh, oh, yeah. The glorious theme song for uh, Bobby Roode. So, yeah, this is interesting. And I think we'll put an accompanying post up as well uh, on social media to find out what are your and top how- five. Hmm? How good is their music that they even kept it from the rollover of NXT to the main roster? Right. Like Glorious and Finn Balor. That stuff yeah. just stands the test of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. So incredible stuff. So with that said, let's get into this weekend. A whole lot happened this weekend in the world of pro wrestling. And usually when we say the weekend, it usually spans a few days. This was all on Saturday, ending the month of August in a massive way in the world of pro wrestling. We will start with NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Say that three times fast. So that Uh. took place. Now, again, as we mentioned, there were two events happening in the UK pretty much simultaneously. Uh, UK TakeOver Cardiff took place, of course, in uh, Cardiff, Wales. And it kicked off with Noam Dar defeating Travis Banks. Uh, A bonus match as Cesaro came in and defeated Ilya Dragunov. Then in the NXT UK Tag Team title match, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews became the new champions, defeating Zach Gibson and James Drake and Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. In the last man standing match, Joe Coffey defeats Dave Mastiff. That was a hard-hitting match. Uh, That was very hard-hitting. The NXT UK Women's Championship match saw Kaylee Ray defeat Tony Storm to become the new champion. And in a match that went nearly 40 minutes for the WWE UK Championship, Walter retains and maintains his undefeated streak in NXT UK, defeating Tyler Bate. Man, what were your thoughts on NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff? Uh, two thoughts. Joe Coffey and Dave Mastiff was a hard-hitting match. Yes. You forget how, I would say, bloodthirsty the UK audience is. Yes. It was brutal to watch. Yes. I mean, incredibly brutal. The person who had his hands filled the most was the referee. Oh, yes. Oh, but yes. But 
though Tyler Bate lost, which I, I think we both called, no, I think I called Tyler Bate would lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, I didn't know he was that strong. Oh my gosh. He put, he put Walter up several times. He did. He did. And slung him like a rag doll. He did. But that Walter is just massive. The big barrel chested Walter mm-hmm. is just massive. And for a guy Walter's size to put on a 42 minute match. Yeah. There's something impressive about that. Very impressive. Yeah. Absolutely impressive stuff. Well, overall, I thought it was a great card. Awesome. Awesome. Brandon Jerome Clack, man. What were your thoughts on NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff? Uh uh-huh uh you know i thought it was the equivalent to uh the super brawl and the main of wrestlemania events of the aew and the product that they would be able to put out and so i i thought for a uh, an emerging company that is uh, attempting to really make some splashes I, i thought it was at the same level of what i would expect for aew (laughs) <laughs> yeah. O- overall, it was a great junior high football game. <laughs> just keep going, Jimmy. Jimmy, wow. don't take the bait. <laughs> Jimmy, I miss you, man. Don't even. <laughs> this is what just, we're doing. It's been a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing. Okay. 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 Well, I will say this. First of all, um, you know, NXT UK. Uh, is a gutsy, gutsy effort from uh, Triple H and the folks Very here in, in the UK. And one of the reasons that it's gutsy is to be able to take a brand of wrestling that really over the last couple of years has really started to get a lot of momentum because of folks in progress, because of guys like Will Ospreay and the things that he's been doing in New Japan, Zack Sabre Jr., uh, so many others. And so to be able to introduce uh, the WWE fan to what's happening in the UK has been a, an intriguing process to watch. I mean, starting from 2018, well, actually 2017, and the first uh, UK championship tournament to now a regular show on a weekly basis. This being the second NXT UK takeover, I think it delivered, and it delivered big time, particularly on the same day to be going up against New Japan and AEW. Um, I think they did a phenomenal A-E-W. job. A-E-W. Yeah. A-E-W. Yeah, they did a phenomenal job. And I, I was uh, really impressed with what I saw um, from them, all of the matches. And, you know, I'll say this, and, and I think you guys are aware. Whenever you are watching a, a wrestling product where you're either dealing with uh, names you're not that familiar with or people maybe you've just seen for the first time, to present a compelling show can be very challenging. Now, the UK fans know these guys very well from all that's been happening. But in terms of, you know, many others who may or may not catch the UK product, um, I think they did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, I, I can't. You know what I'm waiting for us to talk about. You know, I'm waiting for us to go on down to Chicago or on up to Chicago. Well, we're we're gonna oh, go there. God. We're gonna we're gonna oh, we're gonna make our way. Oh, you shut up, Brandon Clark. We're gonna make you have to add to this conversation. We're gonna make our way to AEW, but we've got to stay in the UK for a bit. 
um, to see what happened in London on the same day. Uh, it's Royal Quest from New Japan. Now, here's why this is significant. New Japan has done quite a few things in the UK, but they have been a part of somebody else's show, much like the NWA and their partnership with Ring of Honor. New Japan has partnered with Rev Pro um, to be able to do some things, but they've never had their own standalone event until this past Saturday in London, their official debut, which is a big deal, um, and uh, it was from the Copper Box Arena. They had about 7,500 people there, which, let's think about this. A lot of the UK shows like Progress, they would have 2,000 people at their shows, 2,500, and that would be a big deal. 7,500 is massive in the UK. And so here's how it went down. It started off with uh, a six-man tag, Rocky Romero, Sho and Yo defeating Taguchi, Shota Umino, and Ren Narita. Kota Ibushi and Juice Robinson defeated uh, Yo, Yo, yeah, Takahashi and Hikaleo. Hikaleo is the brother of the Gorillas of Destiny. Uh, Will Ospreay and Robbie Eagles, two guys uh, who've been doing a lot of UK wrestling, defeated Taiji Ishimori and El Fantasmo. Then Tetsuya Naito and Sonata defeated Jay White and Chase Owens. The Gorillas of Destiny defeated Aussie Open to retain the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Kenta defeats Tomohoro Ishii to become the new Never Open Weight Champion. What a match that was. Hiroshi Tanahashi heads to London and defeats Zack Sabre Jr. to become the new Rev Pro British Heavyweight Champion. And Kazuchika Okada retained the IWGP Heavyweight Championship by defeating Minoru Suzuki. Big, big card from New Japan, uh, their first foray into the UK. Any thoughts on that card, if you had a chance to see or hear anything from there? Well, I, I didn't uh, see nor hear in the beginning, but I did get a chance to check out what culture's uh, analysis of it. Uh, they gave it several stars up, several thumbs down. Uh, they said great matches, poor production. The from what I'm reading, it looks like the stream went out halfway through mm. on Fight TV, and they were having some real trouble with that. So, uh, you know, I didn't see it. I'm reading mixed things. I probably need to catch up on it, okay. and uh, somebody send me the link. Well, Clack, I know you didn't see it, so I won't waste our airtime to ask you about he, that. He may have. He may yeah. have? Okay, yeah. sure. Well, did you check out Royal yeah, Quest yeah, in New Yeah, I'm not going to allow that to offend me with your narrow-minded assessments of me. But yeah, I actually had an inside scoop of somebody that I've been talking to uh, that participates in, you know, finding out inside information. And he was telling me that the reason for the production issue is that the HDMI cords had some, some malfunctioning wires in there. And, uh, because of their budget, they had gotten what they could afford. And there is a rumor that they are really missing analog TV. So I totally get uh, the dilemmas. And, you know, sometimes you just need some startup money. So, yeah, that's that's what I... This guy. This guy. Let me say, if there's any wrestling promotion out there using HDMI cords, just go bankrupt. Just stop. Don't do a show. (laughs) If you are running your stuff through HDMI cords in your wrestling promotion, 
You stop your wrestling promotion. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. So a couple of things I should mention. First and foremost, uh, Royal Quest was, you know, normally New Japan streams their events live on NJPW World. It did not stream live on NJPW World. That's the first thing. It was available for video on demand. So those of us in the state ended up having to watch it a bit later, which for those who were trying to catch all three events, that actually may have worked out for our favor. Um, I can say this. There were definitely far more technical issues, even in the replay, than there were normally from New Japan. It kind of reminded me of, you know, maybe they didn't test certain things out. I know they're used to having a certain mix when they're uh, involved with the New Japan equipment, etc., etc. It was definitely clear that the announcers were kind of bleeding. Um, you know, they didn't have even uh, the stuff that was happening in the house was echo. Like, there was just some weird stuff. In fact, when they first came on, um, the announcers, uh, there was no audio and they were talking, you know, and so you see them talking, but you hear nothing. So it was kind of a weird moment. I'm not sure why that happened. Um, and I don't know what that means other than I'm surprised uh, that they didn't try to even go back and fix that in post. Um, so, yeah. Well, what was the, the, the uh, chant that the fans are doing? F you Brexit. They, Did you hear that? Well, here's what we know about the uh, British fans, whether they are at New Japan or um, uh, NXT UK, they're going to have a chant uh, for almost anything. And so it's very possible that they chanted that. Uh, I know there were some F.U. Walter chants that were going on during NXT UK TakeOver. Uh, there was a lot of a lot. Uh, but that's Man, the UK. Sure get your life snapped out of you. Listen, that's the UK fan. We know that the UK fans are uh, very, very passionate. So it's kind of exciting to see that the UK ended up being the center of wrestling attention for once, uh, with two major promotions uh, doing some things there for uh, them. It's interesting because you know we talk about. Um, AEW and NXT going head-to-head, -head, which that's going to happen uh, very, very soon. This is kind of our first look at that. Plus, you take a look at um, you know a scenario where you have now NXT UK versus New Japan. So interestingly enough, New Japan, as I mentioned, uh, that event had an attendance of about 7,000. Uh, the UK TakeOver event had an attendance of about 4,000 is what I'm hearing. Um, I'm hearing, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting to see, and I'm seeing another report that says maybe it was closer to 7,500. I don't know. It's weird that those numbers wow. would be off like that. I know from watching it. Um, yeah, so one place is saying 7,500. Another is saying like 4,000. I don't know. I'll just say this. There are clearly a lot of wrestling fans in the U.K., which is exciting that you can have two events from two different companies uh, at the same time and that they'd be doing well. So congratulations to uh, both NXT UK and New Japan. So now that takes us to the States. AEW uh -oh. All Out taking place in the same venue where All In emanated. And uh, that would be the Sears Center in Chicago. A big, big night for All Elite Wrestling. It kicked off. With, of course, the Battle Royal for the buy-in. The 21-woman Casino Battle Royal, where the winner would get a shot 
at the AEW Women's Championship when AEW heads to TNT on October the 2nd. The winner would be Nyla Rose. Some of the entrants included Britt Baker, B. Priestley, Leva Bates, Priscilla Kelly, Penelope Ford, Big Swole, Ariel Monroe, Sadie Gibbs, Tennille Dashwood, that's the former Emma, Eva Lise, who was formerly from uh, Lucha Underground, Teal Piper was there, Brandy Rhodes, Jazz, ODB, Mercedes Martinez, Awesome Kong. You had a pretty significant group of women involved in this battle royal. Nyla Rose wins, and she'll challenge for the championship on October the 2nd. The other buy-in match uh, saw Private Party defeat Jack Evans and Angelico. Then we get to the actual card. SCU defeats Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. And what many are considering an upset, Pack defeats Kenny Omega in a clean match. Clean win. Crazy. One by submission, no less. In the Cracker Barrel Clash, and this was nuts, Jimmy Havoc defeated Joey Janela and Darby Allin. Uh, Dark Uno, excuse me, Dark Order, that's Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, they defeated the best friends they're going to buy in the first round of the tag team tournament. Riho defeated Hikaru Shida. Riho will now take on Nyla Rose on October the 2nd to determine the first AEW Women's Champion. Cody defeated Sean Spears, a big, big match there that saw some involvement from both Tully Blanchard and Double A Arn Anderson. In the triple threat, not triple threat, in the ladder match for the Triple A Tag Team Championships, the Lucha Brothers successfully retained their titles against the Young Bucks, only then to be attacked by these two guys in masks, who would turn out to be the former Impact Tag Team Champions, LAX. And Courtney and I mm-hmm. were present uh, at the top of the year for that incredible match between LAX and the Lucha Brothers. And Clack and I were present to see them wrestle in a local bar two years ago. Wow, how crazy is that? And in the main event for the AEW World Championship, Chris Jericho defeats Hangman Page to become the first ever AEW World Champion. All right, let's have a conversation. Your thoughts on All Elite Wrestling's All Out. And I'm going to start with Clack. Clack, what'd you think of All Out? You know, um, I have mixed reviews, um, and surprisingly, whether you believe it or not, I am actually impressed. I'm not nervous, but I am impressed. I'm I'm really upset with Neville. How dare you perform like that and you not give us any of that in WWE? Ungrateful. How could you go through all of that process and training and then out of nowhere, oh, now you're a superstar? You know, that's the problem with people holding out on you when you invest in them. But anyways, I'll move on. Uh, I I don't know how you all feel about this, but I think Cody and Sean Spears was a complete letdown. I don't know if Cody is trying, maybe needs to transition to the background, but I didn't feel the same excitement that I felt from the first, what was it, all play or all in or whatever he did the first time. It didn't have the same allure and the same intensity that he had with his brother. I'm almost done. Let me close here. To have Chris Jericho, and I know you two buffoons are going to applaud this move, but it's so hypocritical when you talked about the geriatric warrior, Bill Goldberg, 
having the title. You talk about how old Brock Lesnar is having the title. I think it's unfair that you all pre-plan a party for Chris Jericho, the man whose pecs gave out in 2000 on Monday night or on, on WCW. I just don't think that it's fair that you all would celebrate this as a complete win when Chris Jericho is your first champion. What a knockoff. He was our first champion when he beat The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. And now, all of a sudden, you come up with an amazing idea. God bless you, AEW. You get a C plus. <laughs> well, I... I old oh, clack. The old clack. There, there, there's a part of me that's kind of glad he knew some of the people that were involved. Um, I, he called man Neville. Don't give him credit. He did call him Neville. Let me start by saying this. First of all, uh, the former Neville, uh, now known as Pac, had some amazing matches in WWE. Uh, it's not uh, our fault that some people just didn't pay attention to them. Um, you know, let's remember uh, during some cruiserweight action. In fact, remember when we were at the Royal Rumble in San Antonio and when it was time for the cruiserweight match between Neville and Rich Swan? how there was an exodus... And that's because yeah, I remember the three of us going to get popcorn. We all went to get popcorn. Matter of fact, and then the lines got super long while we were up there too. And that's because people were not interested at that particular time in the cruiserweight product. It wasn't <laughs> that Neville couldn't wrestle; those two put on a great match. But it's just they, put, they, put, they started bringing them purple ropes out. And we said, "No, nah, yeah, I'm out like, oh, it's break time." Um, I'm out. So there's that. Then, of course, he's just been doing some great wrestling all around. To your Cody point. Cody versus Nick Aldis for the NWA championship had a different storyline to it. The connection, Dusty Rhodes and the NWA championship. In fact, all three of these have had a Dusty Rhodes connection. However, the, the space that he was in was different. Fighting your brother. I mean, we don't really have to do a whole lot of buildup for that. The Sean Spears thing was different from a perspective that Cody was being, being attacked. It's like his family was being attacked. And he was out for revenge. Just different spaces, different stories. And I think we all had a different connection to a Sean Spears than we did a Dustin Rhodes or the NWA Championship. With that said, the difference between a Chris Jericho becoming your world champion and a Goldberg or a Brock Lesnar, as you mentioned, has everything to do with Jericho's investment in the business. Jericho is a 27-year veteran who has hardly ever taken time off. When he took time off, it was in the prime of his career. This is the same guy who went over and put the boots to New Japan, and you were excited because he beat your friend Naito for the uh, IC Championship. Here's a guy who has proven that he is still relevant to the wrestling business. And we all know that your big difference between AEW 2019 and a Chris Jericho that becomes the undisputed champion in 2001 is this. The WWE in 2001 was very established. They had 40 plus years under their belt at that particular point. Or, well, 1963 technically. So, no, 1955. Yeah, they had about 40 years under their belt at that particular point. You're talking about a company that's brand new, that's starting on a major network. You are going to need a major name to get the attention of the people that you want to change the channel. And here's the deal. They're going to have to go after 
old fans or new fans, but not existing WWE fans. You can't do that with a Hangman Page. Not yet. I think they're going to take their TV time to build Hangman Page into a star. Chris Jericho will eventually drop the belt to him, but your first champion has to be Chris Jericho. I think they made the right move. Courtney, what did you think of AEW's All Out? AEW's All Out was incredible. It was last year, October, on the same stage in the same venue that one Brandon Jerome Clack gave me a shout out from that very arena and said, Courtney Beard said my name in the same arena. Wow. So he sits here and acts like there's not still gold in them, their heels. That's right. There's still gold in them, their heels. Because you co-signed it. You stood in that same Sears arena and said, Courtney Beard. Over a live stream and around the nation, people heard my name. Well, guess what? The oil still flows, clack, and it's your fault. Because when Cody Rhodes, the grandson of a plumber, came down, and what did he have? You had the Holy Ghost to help. He had the enforcer, Arn Anderson. That's right, Double A. And Double A said this. He said, Tully, if you know the roads, I know you. And all of a sudden, Cody may say this Sean Spears thing is over, but it's going to another level. Now, Clack, I will agree with you on this. It was not Cody versus Dustin. Why? Because it didn't have the layers to it. But the moment that Arn Anderson said, I know Tully Blanchard let me know this thing ain't over for a long shot. And we're going to be seeing Cody Rhodes and Sean Spears for a long time. Now, let me say this. Thank God LAX is no longer wasting away their career down at impact. I don't know if their contract was up or if they just left. But thank God they are done. And let me say this also. Next time you call somebody geriatric, you think about that terrible geriatric match that they had between the Nacho Man and the Huckster back in the day. That's geriatric. <laughs> or dare I say the Undertaker and Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. But be that as it may. Oh, um, I'm going to do this. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll share my thoughts on AEW All Out. And then we'll get into... The NWA, who has made its announcement about uh, the TV tapings, we're going to give you all the details in case you want to be involved. And, of course, we'll get into Raw and SmackDown, which uh, both had some very unique endings to them. But right now, we're going to go into some more music and do some more super cool things. All right, let's go to some music from CFO. It's Root of All Evil, the theme song from Aleister Black. This is the Faction Powered by Bonnerfied Radio. It's me, CGP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion and CEO and founder of DDP Yoga. You're listening to the Faction on Bonnerfied Radio. And that's not a bad thing. That, my friend, is a good thing. Bang!
And now an announcement. Ladies and gentlemen. Look, everyone. Belle and Ebenezer are in love. No, silly. Is in the building. You can now listen to Bonafide Radio, courtesy of our new mobile app. Available for the iPod, iPad, and iPhone. Come on, you can do Find it. out the latest news, check out our podcast, or listen to us live. Listen. Right now on your phone. Oh, yeah. Download the app today via the iTunes App Store by searching for Bonafide Radio or at iPhone.bonafideradio.com. I'm living in that 21st century. We got something to say. Listen. Would you like to take your business or service to the next level? Yeah. Consider adding Bonafide Radio to your marketing plan. Can't wait. We will gladly share your product with our listeners in a creative, efficient, affordable, and professional manner. This is so gnarly. For more information, scroll to the bottom of our website and click advertise uh-huh. or email us directly at sales at getbonafide.com. I know you're going to dig this. This is Tracy Lynn, and I want you to take a journey with me through the jazzy side of Bonafide Radio. Every Tuesday at 2 p.m., tune in to Melodic Grooves right here on GetBonafide.com or via the Bonafide Radio app. Bonafide Radio, radio the way it's supposed to be. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Root of All Evil. That's Alistair Black's theme music, CFO. GP, take it from here. All right, so a couple of things. First of all, I want to give my opinion on All Elite, and then we're going to get into the NWA very quickly. All Elite's uh, All Out was amazing. Um, I'll say this. I think one of the things that happened really between all three presentations is we got great wrestling like we didn't get a bunch of filler matches or matches that didn't mean anything all the matches meant something and what i really liked about all elite is they aren't just one speed so you don't just have a bunch of aerial guys you got aerial guys you got some ground ring action you got kind of what we call the hardcore element that match with darby allen was not the things that they did oh my lord um, the, the match with the super high spots with um, the the Young Bucks and the Lucha Brothers was just crazy. I mean, just yeah. just, cra- just crazy. Um, you know, I'll say this. I'm interested to see what their two-hour program is going to be because I think this was super important to set up that. Would we be interested in seeing what they have? And I think the answer is yes. Uh, it's going to be a really tough moment, you know, trying to flip between – NXT and All Elite because NXT is bringing it. AEW is bringing it. Um, This is a good time to be a wrestling fan. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. It's the greatest time. And I'll say this. Let me say this to you. Clack, I thought about you when I watched All Out because you said it. Dustin Rhodes said it. They both said that they never believed that the Attitude Era could be revisited. However, what I see right now, it's what I saw from the beginning between AEW and WWE. This really is part two of the Monday Night Wars. And here's, I think so. You know, and here's why. Because the roles are reversed. If you remember, um, while WWE was really technically uh, around longer than WCW, WCW had the cash flow. 
They had Ted Turner's money, which was far different than Vince McMahon's money back at that time. Um, and here's what was different. Uh, TN, excuse me, the, the Turner organization was a publicly traded organization. So they had a, a much different level of standards and practices than WWE did at the time. So WWE really only had the answer to themselves and the TV folks, and they were able to get away with stuff on TV because the ratings were so great. Um, you know, once they went to become a publicly traded company, things changed. So, All Elite is not currently a publicly traded some uh, company. They are privately funded by the cons. And so, because they don't have stockholders and those folks to answer to, they can get away with doing some more Attitude Era-esque things than the WWE currently can. So... It's interesting to see how the shoes and the roles are reversed. Um, You also see a certain hunger out of All Elite that you didn't necessarily see from WWE. Though, here's here's the crazy part about putting AEW against NXT and all things NXT is that the NXT guys all have that same kind of hunger. Far different than what the uh, Raw and SmackDown guys would have. So I think we're in... For an amazing time of pro wrestling, I think what All Elite's going to have to do is they're going to have to keep it diverse. Every match can't be high-flying, full of hot spots. Because if it is, then it then it all becomes normal and you have to try to top that. So they need that diversity. Um, but if they can continue doing what they're doing, I think we're in for a revolution of all things pro wrestling. So congratulations. I totally Amy. agree. Congratulations. So, before we get into the NWA, I want to uh, not wait till the end of the show to go ahead and give the announcement of the uh, results of the faction championship because uh, I don't know how you guys felt, but I know we were all watching with bated breath. And I thought to myself, this kind of reminds me, this, I guess, is what football fans like with their fantasy leagues, I suppose, I'm guessing. Um, but this is our thing. So, here it is, ladies and gentlemen, the winner... And still faction champion, Courtney. Oh my God! Beard. There's some hard things that I've had to do in my life. This is pretty hard, but Courtney, he retained the championship, and it really all came down to AEW All Out. We had the exact same record for um, for NXT UK, but it came down to All Out. He had a couple of matches that he he won and. He is still champion. Now, of course, those titles, the titles start to be defended, of course, this month as we've got Clash of Champions coming. Uh, We've got a number of things coming between now and the end of the year because now we have an interesting scenario. Uh, Will he end the year as champion, which makes a lot of us nervous. So, Courtney, I know you want to take a few moments to say what you need to say. So, as a defending champion, oh, don't sound so hum, GB. Don't sound so I prepared a speech for this. Roses are red, violets are blue. I'm still the champion, so shut up. Because I'm still, I'm still holding the belt. You guys thought that for some reason I would lose? I do this thing called wrestling. So call your little friends. Josh Bill DMing me all the time. Prince 3Q wanted to know what I'm going to do. All of you factionites out there, even the ones who refuse to tell me happy birthday, I got two words for you. 
You're an idiot. Now, I'm still the champ. Three words so, are almost four. So when you start addressing me, you need to call me the champion Courtney Beard. That's what champion beard, CB, champion beard from now on. That's what I am to you. Your reigning and defending champion Courtney Lamont Beard. Oh, Lord. Well, now that we got that out of the way, let's talk. No, no, no. Let's talk. Don't, don't, and don't to the left. You, you, and Brandon Jerome Clack shall pay the piper. Well, what? hey, it is what it is. You retained your championship. Congratulations, you won. And so now, will you be able to successfully defend it? I don't know. We'll see. I've been doing it for the last six months, defending it. What do you mean? I'll be able to successfully defend it for six months. I've been defending this is it. your first title defense, and we've done it at every four months. So you just won it in April. I am just you. now, even you guys are just coming close to even trying to take the title oh, because no. you can't predict wrestling worth crap. Um, now, you didn't exactly have the best record, uh, period, but you, you did enough to get by, which is important. So, congratulations. Did I leave the arena with the belt? And you're, did anybody steal my belt? Nope. Still got it. You're still champion. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. So oh, don't tell me. We, 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 need, to, we need to add some other criteria to this, like cardio. Oh, here we let's, go. <laughs> let's see. Can he go through a whole Monday Night Raw on the treadmill? Of course I can. Are you crazy? I'm in better shape than you. I told you before. I blaze you in basketball. I at least go four out of ten. <laughs> If you blaze me in basketball, then 50 Cent was right about Michael Jackson. Ah, you need Michael out of this. GB, I want that. No, hey, GB, I want that censor from the show. I, I need, I want you to go GB, that's all I'm saying. If, no, I, if, if he listen, beats me one-on-one, then 50 Cent was right. How about that? You have the you you have the duty as the founder to censor that and to cut it from the show. Oh Lord! About wrestling, (laughs) bringing up uh, paraphernalia. So, speaking of wrestling and paraphernalia, let's get to the NWA because they've got their two big tapings starting September the thirtieth and October the first at the GPB Studios right here in the ATL. Uh, So they've announced how you can get tickets to be a part of this. So, check this out. General admission for one day is $30. (laughs) Wait, VIP. VIP is $100 per day. With, With VIP, you get early entry to pick your seats. You get the choice of a special edition poster or an Atlanta event TV show. And if you attend both days, you can choose each day. You get a special Atlanta event pin. And there's a post-show meet and greet with the NWA talent such as Nick Aldis, Camille, Eli Drake, Allison Kay, and the NWA president, Billy Corgan. Uh, so guys, what do you think? Now I'm taking a look at their NWA T-shirt. Uh, it's interesting. What do you uh, will? Does this interest you at all? 
and, uh, attending any of the two days of tapings for the NWA. I would rather sit in line for two hours to get a Popeye's chicken that they run out of and tell me at the last minute I'm not getting one than give them $100 to see an NWA wrestling. What is it going to come along with a memorabilia booger? I mean, listen, ain't nobody checking for you for no $100. Uh, GB, this is pretty bad. I, I mean, you know, I know I joke and I clown a lot about all these other little weird bootleg companies, but they're literally giving away a pin, like a pin. They they are giving away as uh, this is for VIP. You can get a, 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 a this is VIP. So you get to pick your seats. You get to choose uh, either a pick special edition. Seats. I pick my seats if I get there early and run in. If you, if you, <laughs> <laughs> you get a special edition poster or an Atlanta event T-shirt. You get a special Atlanta event pin, and you get the meet and greet with the four talents from the NWA. And Where that's are you going. Uh, you know what? I had before the ticket information. I put myself on their uh, email list because I was thinking a TV taping. Uh, this would certainly be something, but $30 a day. Um, when I went to the NWA event, NWA 70, a pay-per-view, I didn't pay $30 to get into that. I think the general admission ticket was $20 um, that I paid yeah. for. Um, you taught me how to sneak in and get a good get a good uh, seat. Well, it's, it's it's not even sneaking; it's general admission. And where we were was the row behind where people paid double or triple what we paid. Um, couple that with this: it is a small television studio. This is not an arena, okay? Ooh. And 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 here's the thing: it's in a television studio where the venue opens at six. The seating starts at 6.30, and the taping starts at 7. So if you only need 30 minutes to seat everybody, it's not a large space. Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, most of the church sanctuaries that either of you frequent will probably be larger (laughs) than this situation. Um, I'll just say this, and I say this very cautiously and carefully. Um, WWE's tickets... Uh, to sit anywhere in that building are usually less than $30. I mean, you can get tickets to the cheap seats for $20. You're talking about, you know, a ten to 15,000-seat arena with superstars, right? So <laughs> I think, you know, $100 a day, I think they're going to find these first two days of tapings they're going to have to go and get some people for because I don't see people – not when you can choose, you know, $100. So here's my $100 for one day. Do you remember, Courtney, when we went to Impact's event and they had um, they had tickets uh, where you could do for $40, you could get the yep. pay-per-view and the TV taping. Yep. Um, so the NWA, I think they've kind of fallen off. $30 for general admission is a lot. General admission, okay, where there's not a bad seat in the house, where there won't, there. I don't think that I don't think they're 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 set up for 300 people. I don't think but so. But GB, here's the odd thing. I'm on Twitter right now, and I typed in at NWA ticket. There are people up here who talking about they woke up early to get their ticket. They're posting, "I got mine." No, you got got. You didn't I, get your. I'm just gonna you say got, this. Got. You know, there's a. a 
to me, the NWA still is an independent league, right? Like they, you know, if your stars are Nick Aldis and Eli Drake, no offense to them, but Nick Aldis was not your most notable NWA champion. He was not a notable Impact champion. Eli Drake has personality, but uh, neither of them will make me want to cough up $100 a day. And couple that with, you've got NXT guys, AEW guys, WWE guys. There's not much left for the NWA to grab. Well, wait a minute. Just added, I see this. Guess who's going to be there signing autographs? Tommy Wildfire Rich. Wow. Yeah. I'm good. You know what? I'm going to... I'm going to wait. I'm going to pass on this one. Sorry, NWA. I wanted to support you, but I can't. And I can't Clack, do, do you know how bad it sucks if GB won't support you in your wrestling? Yo, uh, that I, is, you, you are at an all-time low. He was supporting Zion and Nyla wrestling. I just can't. But <laughs> she said, Clack, you can sell that to him. <laughs> He was he would support Zion and Nyla in the main event. I would, I would. I I, I can't. No, man, thirty dollars. I no, no. All right, so let's uh, flip gears and. Uh, I'm pumped. Zion for athleticism. He plays sports. You said it's Zion athletic. Yeah, I said I'm choosing Zion for athleticism. She played basketball. Oh, uh, then you are gonna lose your title if you're betting on that. <laughs> Well, let's let's do this before we get to Monday night. We're gonna get to Monday night raw in just a quick second. But you know, a lot of people when we when we started talking about the news of uh, NXT going to USA, uh, were very concerned, and they had literally spoke death over the NXT uh, TV program because they swore that because NXT is now on USA, um, Vince McMahon was involved. Well, there was a uh, a news conference that involved Triple H, and Triple H spoke directly to that. And Triple H said without question, you know, he doesn't have to refute anything that Dave Meltzer says, but Vince McMahon is in no way involved with NXT. That's from Triple H. I trust Triple H. He hasn't lied to the people. Yeah, he hasn't lied to the people. This gives us hope that we're going to see a really good venture of two minds, Triple H versus Cody Rhodes. It is a battle of who's the dustiest of them all. And I tell you what, I think uh, NXT is going to really come through strong. And you can tell they're getting ready. You know, uh, there was just a big uh, tag title match last week that saw the Undisputed Era regain the tag team championships from the Street Profits. So you're looking at the Undisputed Era with three-fourths of the gold in NXT leading into NXT on USA. That's who you want to go with. You want to go with those guys up against potentially the Young Bucks and Chris Jericho and, you know, whoever else comes into the fray. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, 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 I was going to get controversial, but I'm going to save it. Uh, we'll see how I feel about it. Well, you might as well say it. Okay. All right. NXT needs Vince McMahon. I agree. No, that's me. not where I was going. I was going back to All Out. And I was specifically going to this space and all out with the winner of the 21 woman battle royal to battle for the women's championship. And your winner is Nyla Rose. Do we have uh-huh. any thoughts on Nyla Rose uh, competing against Riho for the women's championship on October the 2nd? GB, why would you do this? 
Why did you open up this, this door? This is your fault because I said I wasn't going to say anything. You and you said, you said, you said, go ahead. God have mercy. I'm not giving you the soundbite. So I don't care who wins. That's interesting. You don't care about the AEW women's division. Okay. I Clack. do care about the women's division. No. no. Clack. Your thoughts on Nyla Rose competing for the AEW Women's Championship. And she could potentially be the first AEW Women's Champion. And the first transgender champion. That too. Um, I guess my thoughts are China paved the way. Oh, that's good. China wasn't <laughs> transgender though. But she was competing with men. She was competing. She was competing with men, but Nyla is competing with women. (laughs) But aren't they competing against the men? No. Ah, You can't say that. You cannot say that. (laughs) Ah, Clack. Wait, I'm confused. Oh my god. So it was. It's a 21 woman battle royal that took place for the women's to, to see who'd be the number one contender to the women's championship. The winner was Nyla Rose. She will now take on the 98 pound Riho uh, for the uh, women's championship of AEW uh, on October the 2nd, which that's going to possibly well, it's not going to main event because there's supposed to be a triple Okay, okay. so guys let me oh, GB, I, I misunderstood. I thought you were saying this was a cross-dresser. No, Kinda no, like no, no, no. Would dress up as no, a woman? No, no, no. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. No. I got it mixed up. No, Nyla Rose is a transgender wrestler. Okay. I, I, okay, I, I so, but, okay, G, GB, like, I, I don't know, so don't send me hate mail, guys. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. But are men naturally stronger than women? Yes. Okay. So doesn't it make it a little problematic in a wrestling bout with feats where strength is one of your predominant tools that you use to overpower someone? If Nyla Rose, uh, uh, if her infrastructure uh, internally uh, creates a situation where she may be uh, uniquely wired stronger than the young lady who's 94 pounds and she beats her up, she's probably never going to be beat. Even though she has lost a match or two uh, in in AEW, um, I, I like, if, like 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 if she were overpowering my wife, I'd probably just jump in and like and hit her with the chair thirteen times. You know, it's this is Ooh. this is gonna be interesting to watch. Um, this is gonna be interesting to watch. I I I it's you know this is what's weird about it. What's weird about it is. Our society is such where if you say anything about this, you could be deemed, you know, a hater. They could start talking cancel culture, et cetera, et cetera. But I do. I will say this. This debate is not uh, specifically related just to wrestling. We've seen this debate happen in track and field. We've seen this debate happen in basketball um, and in other sports where what happens when a person who identifies or who was born um, as a man but now identifies as a woman competes against women um, in in a sport. I mean, there there are... GB, kind of like Joanna Man? Uh, I guess uh, I'm not familiar with that yeah. movie. 
but I'm, I'm not familiar with that movie. But um, it, it is it is a scenario where you just okay. So here's what I'm going to suggest for those who have not done it. You can check it out on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search for AEW All Out Buy In. You will get to see in its entirety the 21 woman over the top rope. And what does this mean royal. for the cisgender wrestler? Well, Jesus, help us. Well, th- th- I think it. I think there are a lot of potential questions. Here's what I'm seeing potentially uh, to kick off AEW. I'm potentially seeing Chris Jericho as your world champion and Nyla Rose as your women's champion. And I, I think... I, I I just think that that there's headline there, right? GB question. Yes. Is it okay for her to fight Chris Jericho? Wouldn't that be more of her division? Okay, so structurally gonna, speaking, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, wait, we're going to we may answer that question, but we've got to get into Raw and SmackDown, which. WWE decided we will not be outdone by AEW or New Japan as they brought us a very interesting two nights of pro wrestling. Uh, We'll talk about that and more, but let's go to some music from potentially one of the people highly responsible for WWE being the talk of the town. Her name is Sasha Banks, and it's her theme song. It's called Sky's the Limit. It's the faction powered by Bonnerfide Radio. This is a total package, Lex Luger, and you are turned into the Faction.
This recap of The Remix is sponsored by Domingo Mejor. Born Stanley Martin Lieber in New York City in 1922, Lee entered the comic book world as a teenage assistant in 1939. Stanley Lieber was the Joe Jackson of comic books. Mm, I don't even know how to feel about that. Yeah, just, I, I almost think he was greater than a Joe Jackson. I don't know, ain't nobody greater than Joe Jackson now. Wait a minute. That's when you messed up. No, 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 no. Why you did that? Wait, why you did that? What are you I don't know why you did that, GB. Why you did that? Oh, Lord. Stan Lee had a whole universe down in, in his head, in his, in his mind. <laughs> The remix on Bonafide Radio. We hear Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on Bonafide Radio. Radio the way it's supposed to be. Exclusively on the remix. Don't miss it. Don't miss it at all. We are the faction. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to the Faction Powered by Bonafide Radio. You were just listening to Sky's the Limit. That's Sasha Banks' theme song, CFO. Courtney, Raw Recap. WWE Raw was live from the Royal Farms Arena. That's right. That's been the host of many pay-per-views. And also saw the 2010 pay-per-view there where the dark match was Dolph Ziggler and Kofi Kingston. Boy, have times changed. Raw kicked off when the Raw Tag Team Champions Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman defeated the OC. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeated Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Lacey Evans knocked not Natalya into La La Land. Sasha Banks challenged Becky Lynch to a Raw Women's World Championship match at Clash of Champions. Baron Corbin, wearing two different colors of black, defeated Cedric Alexander. The Viking Raiders, and side note, didn't know Sed was married to the girl from AEW. Viking Raiders defeated Brian Thomas and Tyler Hastings. Ricochet versus Samoa Joe ended in a double pinfall. Bray Wyatt addressed recent controversies at the Firefly Funhouse. The Miz defeated Cesaro. And SmackDown Women's Champion Bayley attacked Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch after the first ever Women's Championship Showcase when she turned, here we go, heel. Fellas, what did you think of Monday Night Raw? Clack. It was intense. Uh... And this is my issue with Monday Night Raw. They take me on this emotional roller coaster every week. Why do you not care two weeks ago where I literally have to change the channel and go do something else? And then this time, I don't want it, I don't want it to end. Mm-hmm. I want four hours. Mm-hmm. It, it's annoying, and, and I don't, I'm not going to blame it on Vince, but it, it is wearing me thin. But I, I'm telling you guys, and I will not stop screaming it, Cesaro needs a push. Now, The Miz is the man. I ain't going to lie. Mm-hmm. But Cesaro man. and Miz, that was my highlight of the night. Well, they, they were incredible. And and that's on the heels of the Cesaro match at NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff, which is honestly the best we've seen Cesaro all year long. So for me, I say if you're going to keep Cesaro active and you're not going to let him shine – NXT is a third brand on the USA Network. Let him go to USA on. Let him go to NXT on USA. 
and work with these young guys and have absolute five-star matches like he did on Saturday because it makes no sense for him to be a star on Saturday and then lose on Monday. I totally agree. I think that Raw actually uh, was a decent show, and I think that uh, this whole Bailey <laughs> heel turn... Uh, I'm so it, sorry, it, guys. It, <laughs> Courtney, why have a preacher's microphone? I wanted to make sure that y'all could hear me. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, I sorry, wanted to ahead. make sure that One of these they understood that. We're going to do this live where you can see the foolishness that happened. I can't wait. God. I just wanted you to know that Bailey actually turned against sister uh, Becky Lynch when Sasha came out like a roaring lion and yeah, took that a mic is fire though. What you said? <laughs> that, that mic is fire though. I go hit on the mic. I can't get no help in here. Oh uh, God! But no, listen, that Bailey Hill turn. I thought it was too slow, but it actually worked out well for her. And so I think what has to happen now, she has to stop painting her hair. She has to totally embrace this heel, and she has to get on Twitter, start talking trash to the people. The people don't want her to be nice, and we've waited for Jay Leno number two to turn heel for a long time. She finally gave it to us, and this is it. I do think this, though, guys. Are Sasha Banks' uh, promos really slow? She has to speed it up a little bit. Just no. get back. Yeah. No, 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 I think I think there's something deliberate happening with Sasha right now. Oh, God, I, I hope think, not. No, I do. I do. I think that right now, you know, Sasha is trying to prove a point. And I got to say this. Uh, apparently, there are some things that we needed that we didn't know we needed. Somebody needed to fill the void of a Ronda Rousey. And apparently her name is Sasha Banks. I have not cared about the women's division this much since prior to WrestleMania. And who knew that Sasha going away and coming back would make me forget the void. Now I don't have to deal with Lacey Evans. Now we have, get this, the four horsewomen dominating the women's division at the top. Think about this at Clash of Champions. You've got Bailey versus Charlotte and Sasha. Get it right. She's taking on the women's champion. All four of them are the four horsewomen, the four women that stood in the middle of the ring at the Barclays Center when Sasha and Bailey tore it down at the inaugural NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. We knew that was the future of women's wrestling. And, you know, here's the thing. Let me be clear. I don't know how you're calling Bailey Jay Leno number two. She looks not like Jay Leno, but she's built more like J-Lo. Here's the deal, folks. I need you to understand this very clearly. What we don't have in WWE is anyone questioning who's who in the zoo. We know that these four women are about to wreck shop. And so since we understand that, I'm telling you, Bailey going heel is amazing. And they were in our hometown of Norfolk last night, and they cheered for her. They cheered for her. Now, I will say this. Bailey has to fully embrace this because Bailey's chair shots were way too light. She was just, ooh. 
no. And, Hit and, them and, with fury, girl. And it was weird the way she was hitting her. Like, yeah. I don't know. She's like, no, 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 no. She was trying she to. She was liked. Here's the thing. Bailey, first of all, I love the tension with a Bailey and Sasha knowing that Bailey's super good. Sasha's bad. They're best friends. What What's Bailey going to do? For Bailey to make this decision and then come back out on Tuesday and be like, you know, I still love you guys, you know, but this is what we have to do for the division, etc. And then kind of have these snapping moments where she'll just go off on Charlotte and go off on Becky. I just think that if Bailey's going to do this, she has to fully embrace it. I'm with you. I think she needs the same kind of change that Io Shirai had in NXT. Io completely changed her look. She went to the dark pants, the dark eyeliner. You know, it's a completely different look. I think Bailey can pull this off. Bailey doesn't need the the you know the cool little purple things that fly off. She doesn't need the tassels. She doesn't need the eye makeup. Bailey, need, this is what Bailey needs to do. Bailey could go hardcore by wearing you know like some punk rock type of stuff. If she's gonna do makeup, do the darker makeup. But then wear jeans and boots. Like completely get out of yeah. that old. Uh, thing that makes us think of the old Bailey. We don't. Matter of fact, her music needs to change too. Her music is too light and fun. She needs to make these and, changes. Yeah. And what she she should throw a trap beat under her song. Yes. And instead of little blow up things, it should be blow up blunts. And so when she run out, it'd be there like brown. It too far, Courtney. They are I mean, just unnecessary. Never gonna do that. But I do you agree guys, with you I. Guys, you guys have vision. I agree with no. We have great vision. I agree with the trap idea. I think that's pretty dope. So wait, let's talk about this because I've personally been surprised by this. Has this not been the greatest year of pro wrestling inside of a King of the Ring tournament that we've ever seen? Think about these matches we've seen inside of King of the Ring. They've been stellar matches. I will admit they've been great. They've been great matches but, that have been building. That Okay, so so I know you're about to say you're a prisoner of the moment, but go back and tell me a better King of the Ring tournament. Not the final match, because we're not at the final match yet. Tell me a better, more memorable King of the Ring tournament with action involved. I, 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 I'm afraid to speak on that because now I need to go back through, through, through the history. And I think the network has it up there. The network but there, does there have been it some there. great matches. Great, not, inside of one tournament, though, is what I'm saying. Inside of one tournament. You can usually go back Clap and grab. That. Like, for instance, you can go back to, say, 93, 94 for Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect, which was a great match. But it was one great match yeah. inside of a subpar tournament. You certainly couldn't go to 1995 when Mabel was the king of the ring. Oh, um, yeah, no. And then when you start going into the later years where you get like a Ken Shamrock or you get a Billy Gunn as your king of the ring, those matches inside of it weren't memorable at all. Think about this. We're actually watching two stars being born in King of the Ring, Cedric Alexander, who has had some absolutely stellar matches, uh, beating Drew McIntyre, and then this match with Baron Corbin, which was absolutely fantastic. Then you take a look at what happens on SmackDown. 
Chad Gable. Did you see those people last night with Chad Gable against Andrade? And I just knew Andrade was a shoe-in for the finals. Chad Gable beats him, and these people are fully invested in the match. They are using King of the Ring to build stars. It's a great moment. Maybe I'm wrong, but 93, we had Brett versus Razor in a uh, in a quarterfinal. And I, I can't be wrong. Have because you watched you, the you, matches. Here's a thread. Here, 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 here's a thread. You have Brett versus Bam Bam Bigelow in 93. That you was have the Brett finals. Mr. Perfect in the 93 uh, semifinal. I mean, with Bretts in all those matches. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's. I'm, okay, so here's why I'm telling you this. Because I've spent the last two weekends watching these King of the Ring tournaments. Okay. I've been watching them. I watched the matches because I wanted to really – because I came into this King of the Ring currently underwhelmed because I was like, oh, these matches are going to happen on Raw, like this, you know, blah. No, they've given us some amazing matches. Cesaro versus Samoa Joe, a first-round match. Amazing match. I'm just saying this collection of matches – for a King of the Ring tournament is what the King of the Ring tournament is supposed to be. And these are the best collection of matches. And all of those other King of the Rings, you could probably go out and grab one match. But, like, if you take King of the Ring 96, 97, I don't want to get my years wrong. I think it was 96. Maybe it was 97. Where, um, yeah, where where you had uh, the whole situation with Mankind and Undertaker, right? Uh, I think it was 97. That match was not a King of the Ring match, but it stole the whole show. We weren't even thinking about the tournament. Between that and then the first blood match that happened right after that with Austin and Kane? I'm just saying. Like, I don't... I've actually... I'm with GB. I have watched all of them over the last month and a half. The network has a... I mean, the update on the network is incredible. It really is. I mean, it it offers so many suggestions... Mm -hmm. To where you don't have to know what matches to look for. I right. mean, this is brilliant. But anyways, I look at the King of the Ring like I look at the slam dunk competition. It's it's for the up-and-coming stars. None of the people we really want to be in it are ever in it. So to me, the King of the Ring isn't really that exciting. Even when Austin was born, it, it, he wasn't that exciting until his lip got busted. Mm-hmm. And then his promo at the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> my, my expectations of the King of the Ring is, is never very high. But with that said, can you do? You, would you agree that this is an incredible collection of matches, perhaps the best that we've seen in any of these standalone King of the Ring tournaments? No. no. What's better? Tell me one that's better. I, you know, the '93 one was as good as it could be, in my opinion. But it wasn't that well, good. Be, that's it, a, you're right. I mean, it, you, and that's that's our point that we agree on. They're not that good. Well, I'll say this. I stand with my point, and I mean, I can point to several matches that I'm, have happened I'm, in this I'm first I'm going to go study round. this out. Study it out. I want the fans to go ahead and check it out. Go back and find me, if you can, a better collection of matches inside a single King of the Ring tournament. That's the question. Ooh, I think yeah. 2019's offering of the King of the Ring tournament is the best we've ever seen. And part of that is because, number one, I didn't expect it to be. But secondly, the matches that are happening in these uh, matches are all memorable. They're all things where you're like, whoa, they got time. They got to. Now, think about this. The 
in the um, they definitely got time. They got time, which is big. Think about that. That Brett Razor match that you were talking about had a 15 minute time limit. The yep. first round matches in the King of the Ring tournaments that we've seen previously had a 15 minute time limit. We've not seen those kinds of issues in this first round. These guys had a chance to tell a story, and I think. They did a phenomenal job. So, yeah, you guys let me know what you think. If you think that that this is the best King of the Ring tournament and collection of matches that we've seen or if there's something better. While you're doing that, uh, we're going to SmackDown Live, which I meant to mention about Monday Night Raw being in the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore. That happens to be the same arena that's going to house the next AEW pay-per-view. AEW full gear in November. So that's going to be absolutely fun. I think you guys should know that. So with that said, SmackDown Live took place uh, in Norfolk, Virginia at the Norfolk Scope Arena. An arena that, well, quite frankly, holds a lot of dear memories for us. It's where uh, Eddie Guerrero lost the WWE Championship in a uh, Four Corners bull rope match to one JBL. It's also the same place that Triple H and DX would invade when Raw invaded Nitro. I was at night. I was at Raw and Courtney was at Nitro, oddly enough. Uh, with that said, Norfolk Scope Arena saw some amazing things, including Bailey explain why, only for her and Sasha to attack Charlotte Flair, and Bailey's trying to get a little bit better with chair shots. Elias mm-hmm. defeated Ali in another great King of the Ring match. Fire and Desire defeat the tag team champions of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Randy Orton and The Revival put another beat down to our world champion Kofi Kingston. There's got to be a come up coming soon. Chad Gable defeats Andrade in the King of the Ring quarterfinals. Alistair Black put the beat down on Shelton Benjamin. Shinsuke Nakamura defeated a local competitor. Uh, and then R-Truth regains the 24-7 championship after the title, which started with Drake McIntyre. Drake McIntyre. With uh, Drake. Uh, what's Drake's last name? I forgot his last name. Eli Drake. No. No. The the 205 Live general manager, whose name I can't remember. Anyway, he didn't consummate his marriage, apparently, because he lost the title. R-Truth's got the title now. Uh, Eric Rowan. Daniel Bryan, Roman Reigns. We're trying to figure out who's who in the zoo. Daniel Bryan says he didn't do it. Roman said he did. Eric says nobody's going to control me. Beats down both Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan, leading to a match between Roman Reigns and Eric Rowan at Clash of Champions. Guys, what were your thoughts on SmackDown last night? Well, the ladies definitely got the juice. It was good to see Charlotte out there talking that good trash uh, before she got thrashed. And uh, it was good. But I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you who's over, fellas. Rowan. Rowan is over. The way he has handled himself, the way he did uh, Roman Reigns and told old boy, come on and slap me. You think about Drake Maverick, GB. And the way he told him, uh, slap me. And then he tried to toss. uh, He really tried to choke slam Daniel Bryan to hell. He did. I I was actually very nervous about that choke slam. Yeah. I, uh, I I don't know. It, uh, D- Daniel Bryan's a vegan, but he definitely has started some beef. So this is going to be interesting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Creative. Creative. <laughs> Creative. Clack, what do you think of SmackDown? Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to admit this because I don't want to offend anybody. 
But I think Randy Orton is money. So you think he's got his mojo back? It almost feels like you remember when uh, Bray Wyatt restarted his uh, carburetor Mm -hmm. and restarted (laughs) Randy's whole life. Yeah. It's almost like Randy had died again when Bray was done with him. And now he's back to life again. <laughs> right. Now, now I, I, I know I'm not supposed to want him to win the, the title, but I, I'm enjoying. When it, it, It's almost like when Randy Orton is engaged and is giving us everything, it's almost like when the Knicks and the Lakers are good in the NBA. Oh, wow. That's good. That's good. When now, the wrestling is good in the NBA, it, it hurts the NBA some. Yeah, it l- listen. It's good for business. Randy's money. Well, I have a question though. Do you think it's that Randy is better with a group than he is by himself? Yes, Maybe by so. far. Randy yeah. is best in a faction. Because the the great times that we saw prior to this was Randy as part of the the Wyatt family. Um That's a good point. prior to that, it was when he was doing the legacy. Prior to that, it was when he was part of Evolution. Randy by yeah. himself isn't all that entertaining. Once he lost, once he left the Whites and got his title shot, won the championship, he became a very boring champion, and shortly thereafter would lose a title to Jinder Mahal. So are you so saying we, that Randy is possibly one of the greatest faction members ever? I was just gonna I say won't, that. I don't know that I'll call him greatest. I think he is I think he needs a faction more than he wants to acknowledge. I agree with that. So it, it's kind of like the person that's a better background singer than soloist. Well, he got some dogs with him now. Oh, yeah. Them boys. He does. He does. He, does. he got some dogs. He does. And I think this is the difference. You know, when he was part of Evolution, he was the new guy. When he was Legacy, he was in charge, and that only went so far. When he was part of the Wyatt and was part of the framework, that worked really well. Um, but now this scenario where he's got two guys that can really go and he's not trying to mentor them, I think this works for Randy. Man, if I was them, I would name their group No Super Kicks. Yeah, they, they need kind of a basic kind of thing that's anti-indie, you know? So Listen, they, Randy got him a squad. Now, are the New Day still together? They are. What happened is those three guys injured each of them. They took oh, out. Wow. They took out. Uh, they took out Xavier Woods and busted his knee up, kind of horseman style. It reminded me of what Arn and the Horseman did to Dusty Rhodes uh, when they broke his leg and broke his arm. Um, and then they put the beat down uh, the other week to uh, Big E. So it's kind of left. Um, it's kind of divide and conquer type of thing. Now I think this. I know Randy. Uh, Randy's a fan of a three man faction. But, man, if they got a fourth person, it would make me hype. I don't know who it could be, but if they added a fourth person to this faction, I'd be really happy. The who would be the best? I'd like to see it be a female. Oh, my God. That actually could Whoa. be interesting, though. Whoa. And, like, they, and they just go around just trying to terrorize and intimidate the women's division. So, for that, I think they would need a Shayna Baszler. Ooh. They all come out rocking suits. Yeah, I mean Shayna. Shayna, the thing with Shayna is Shayna is that tough kind of kind of chick who could legit beat you down. I think it had to be Shayna or Rhea Ripley um, who could come in. And Rhea is tall. Rhea is no nonsense. I think they could they could really do some damage. Now, GB Wells not a Jack. 
Naya's injured. Naya had Naya had surgery. If my memory serves me correctly, on both of her knees. Um, she right after WrestleMania, she went out for the count, and uh, she's been out with surgery. Though there was a, an interesting mention of her name this week. First time we've heard her name in a while, so maybe that that means she might be on the way back. Yeah, I remember her match at uh, WrestleMania. It was it was a all right match. Well, it, it was, was all right. She was barely making it through. I mean, she should have had surgery prior to that, but they wanted to get through WrestleMania. WrestleMania, though, is a different animal. It's a very weighty event. She had the weight of the world on her shoulders when she yeah, was doing it. You know what? You know what, Courtney? <laughs> what? What? You just uh, good old Courtney. replacement surgery. Where do we think it came from? Really? Really? Yes, really? You know what, Courtney? <laughs> Her being so athletic of, a, of an athlete. Uh, so athletic of an athlete? Whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who says that? Yes. Who says well, I, that? I, I, I could do a Oh, God. All right. So we, we are going to get ready to get out of here. There's still a lot of ground left to cover. And, of course, things are going to get super interesting because two weeks from today is uh, the launch of NXT on USA. Four weeks from today is the launch of AEW on TNT. Wednesday nights are about to be Destination Wrestling, and uh, we're excited about that. So we'll be having previews in the coming weeks. uh, And look for some new episodes coming as well as we share with you the things that are happening with AEW, NXT, and uh, all things pro wrestling. Here's how you can reach out to us by way of social media. Courtney. Etsy Major Beard on Instagram or Twitter. Courtney Beard on Facebook. I definitely want to talk. And guess what, guys? I am still the reigning and defending champion of the world, Courtney Beard. (sighs) Clack? Brandon J. Clack on anything you can find me on. I'll talk to you later, jobbers. You know, I have an interesting thought, guys. And maybe we can get the the faction faithful to China. Oh, here we go. A ploy to overthrow me. Go ahead. No, it's not a ploy. It's a thought, right? So these title defenses being four months was primarily based on just a single WWE pay-per-view. But we're in this land now where you've got WWE, AEW, a lot of things potentially happening. And shoot, we had three pay-per-views in one day. Maybe we need to shorten that time frame from four months to maybe two months or maybe even one You sound desperate, Gigi. This is not desperate. What it is is it's going to keep you on your toes because what you've done. Why do I need to be on my toes? And I've never lost a belt. I literally won the belt, defended the belt, never lost the belt. And you're you're just trying to come up with a way to get the belt off of me. She never win, people. This is the difference, folks, between a seven-game series and a one-game match. Guys, no, this Ooh. is I'm literally Ooh. a legacy. I'm an entire dynasty. How are you a dynasty and you defended the championship one time? The year you one guys time. have not been able to put mental wrestling prowess against me. One I am time. still the Oh Lord. Okay. You or any of these loser faction followers say I'm still the champion. Ooh. And don't either. Why? 
Why do you do that to our audience and our fan base? Why? That's okay. Why the time the time is coming. We have the dumbest fans I've ever seen oh. in wrestling. You know what? I, oh, I just oh, I just God. had a thought. I just had a thought. And this is a great thought as we go. I wonder, because I feel like there is somebody, one of our faction fans, who would challenge Courtney for the championship. Like who? Like who? I don't know. We, we've got Name one of our raggedy fans. We've got Name one of our little raggedy fans that would try to come up here and challenge me. They wouldn't even come up. You tried to bring 3Q up here to challenge me. I dusted him off. You bring I, one I just, fans up here. I just think that there may be one. There may be multiples out there. I think we're going to offer the to stay a fan if, and stay in your lane. If there's a if there's a fan of this show who would like to challenge Courtney for the championship, hit us up on social media. You can hit me up at Bonnerfied, or you can hit up at the Faction Show in any of the places that you can find us. Uh, I'd like to see if if you've got what it takes, and I think. Uh, we have enough events coming up to give you the opportunity to become the new faction champion. And I you dare are, you. I think someone's out there who can beat you. I mean, I think either of us can beat you. You know, we've certainly done it on individual events. What? So you are quiet, please. Y'all can't. Y'all can't win or pick them. Oh, okay. All right. Great. Well, Clash of Champions is coming up. Maybe it's the time for the champion to to put his championship on the line. Look at him shaking his head. No. We'll find that out next week, folks. Until then, it's Courtney, it's Clack, it's GB. We are the faction.